0: what is going on everybody and welcome to your thought load thursday uh for you get going here two apologies one not the normal uh audio quality here two reasons uh I, dad's in town and uh so we had to move the uh nap time crib for my youngest son into the office so i'm now relegated to the cold basement um so got that and then also apparently when you turn 30 your body says oh I'm, you're just gonna get sick and uh no i know what you're thinking it is not the bud light flu <laughs> anyways all joking inside today's topic uh just kind of happened to come out of nowhere um february 10th a uh game called hogwarts legacy came out and basically I felt that I had to buy it. And as I was playing it, it was just, it was captivating. And the only reason why that I can tell at least of why it was so just taking all of my attention is because like I was, I think I was 10 or 11. When the the books started coming out, or at least to when I I could actually read them myself, and I think for a lot of people my age then, we we were all looking for our uh, our letter to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, right? Be the next the next Harry Potter. That's that's something that I remember having dreams about <clears throat> wanting to do, and now they created a game to where you could almost live in that experience. And so that had me ask a couple questions about why it was so powerful, why I felt so good while I was playing it. And I arrived on a cool article here that has some good references uh, from inverse.com. And it talks about the science and the power of nostalgia. I think in today's marketplace, there's a lot of companies that use this as a tool. You know, nostalgia is really powerful, right? It gets political leaders elected at its core billions of dollars of advertising are used through this mechanism and back a long time ago is actually considered a medical disease but what makes it so powerful and what's happening to our brains when we're feeling and experiencing it is is pretty interesting and in, in how it has some influence in our lives so starting off with a basic definition the simplest definition of nostalgia is people's reflection on their cherished memories. Obviously, that varies from person to person, but there's obviously some commonalities there. And there's going to be a social component. You'll have nostalgic memories, typically involving family members, close friends, or <clears throat> excuse me, romantic partners. They'll have personal meaning. Memories might seem silly or trivial to someone else, but because of the personal context, they' they're very meaningful to the individual. And obviously they occur fairly far in the past, right? You're not going to have a nostalgic feeling about something that happened yesterday or two days ago, but something from 10 15 years ago uh, is gonna impact impact you. So what, what does it actually do? To the brain so in 2016 there's a study done that used fmri imaging to monitor the participants brain activity when they were exposed to a nostalgia inducing stimuli so when that nostalgia effect was triggered participants brains showed activity in two powerful neural networks the area of the brain associated with memory and also the brain's reward system and the more those systems worked cooperatively, the researchers found the more nostalgia people felt. Now, this can explain why we really tend to align ourselves with a lot of those nostalgic advertisements, um, for, for products or whatever. Like, I know for me, anything that is like a video game or, or, um, certain smells from, childhood uh like i just i, I want to play him again because then i associate those feelings of those first video games that i played and you just get that overwhelming sense of of happiness and, and positivity when when you're connecting those those positive experiences um, and memories that you created and so it's it's interesting um how often that we gravitate towards these things and because most of the time when we are nostalgic it's it's about us right we're accessing what we call self-relevant memories through things that they call retrieval cues so something that's a smell a certain sound like the other day there was a a, a new toy uh, that we got for the boys that was like a learning sort of old style looking game boy color and it just had some like buttons, like the screen didn't work, but it played like ABCs and you could like click something on the side or whatever. But like you could push a, a fake game cartridge down and it would play music. And the song was like the exact like note for note outside of like one minor change to like a very um old like battle song from the original Pokemon games. And like, I heard that and I was like, holy cow. <laughs> and I just started thinking about all the, all the times playing, uh, the first time I got the Game Boy, first time I started playing on a, on a trip to Niagara Falls and just, you know, things just build off of each other. And you just, you're left with a very, uh, powerful, like emotional state after that. Another thing a lot of people get is the, the smells from childhood, often because our first exposure to a lot of those smells and scents is in our childhood, so our brains have particularly strong connections during that process, and in, in case recollection of the smell is important for survival, so there's an interesting survivability mechanism there too. Now, obviously, nostalgia can have a negative connotation with it as well. Um, in the earliest days, when it was described as a disease, it was it was described as uh, anxiety and soldiers fighting away from home. Uh, they, the uh, Swiss medical student in his 1688 dissertation, so a long, long time ago, uh, combined the Greek words uh, word for homecoming, nostos, and the word for pain, algos, um, and that's kind of where it gets that negative connotation from. So to wrap up, nostalgia has motivation and it has meaning, right? We've seen nostalgia seems to bring online these motivational or self-regulatory processes in the brain that help us downregulate or mitigate psychological threats. And that ties to um, this doctor was saying that the soldiers were stressed and homesick and afraid and revisiting cherished memories from home was a way to cope with that stress. So it's it's a stress coping mechanism, as well as what some researchers are found and what research suggests. And moving forward, that it's also strongly associated with optimism and resiliency. This guy says that nostalgia is a resource that people use to move forward. So the next time that you find yourself daydreaming about that summer you are 16 or Christmas morning at your grandma's house, know that swirling mix of comfort and longing is doing something important. It's helping you understand what you want and motivating you to get there. Because so when we make these connections to cherish memories in our past, it makes us understand what makes us happy. And the more information about that that we have, the more direction and clarity we have with where we need to go. So don't put those old, old video games away. Don't put the old TV shows that you used to watch when you were a kid away, it's always good to pop those things back in, give it some time of day, because you never know what kind of connections that you're going to make from those memories long ago and how that's going to propel you forward into the rest of your day and into tomorrow. So thanks for bearing with the voice and Ed <laughs> Whatnot, uh, but we'll see you guys next time. For thought load. And as always, begin the duel. Win the day.